Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome hour to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. Log on to seattlefishing.com. That's the website of our next guest. None of then the Puget Sound pirate himself, Nick Nicodemus Kester. Morning, buddy. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing well. What are you doing? Uh, loading flounder. Loading flounder. <laughs> nice. Well, Nick, you you gave us the trick of the season with the Gamakatsu 221-413-3-aught octopus circle inline hooks, dude. Those were absolute money on the ling opener. They uh they they're they're a one way ticket for the lay the the best bite to hook up ratio that I've ever seen on a live bait. Yeah, lay. and they're all hooked perfectly, Dude. you know, right in the side of the mouth. Um, before we get going on the lingcod, so you're out there catching flounders. That's the yeah. the most important part of this fishery is catching yourself some live bait, either flounders or those little shiner perch. Run us through your flounder program. So, flounder program, super simple, man. We go back, we run a, a a number four hook is ideal for these little guys because you want to catch the smallest flounder you can get. And then just put a piece of calamari on it and drop bottom. Right now, they're stacked in about 70 foot is the deep end on them, all the way up to about 40 foot. And if you can find the smaller ones, smaller the better in this fishery. It's kind of backwards from what everybody does. Um, bring them up, load them on the bait. Make sure you got a live box that's pumping water all day on these guys because they do do not do well if they're not getting fresh water in them. And you know, then you're good to go. Get out there and get on it. I run a three ounce weight is the big key. Go lightweight if you can. Um, use that circle hook and hook them in the nose, and then dangle another another uh, big river gamagatu off the back of them. I prefer to have it at least the length of the flounder. Okay. And, and these flounder, so guys know, like, about the size of your hand, right? You know, you, you get much bigger than that, and you're just not going to get bit as much. And then now that, that trailer hook, do you like to get a little bit of skin in the back and pull it through, and, or do you just well, let it dangle? I, what I do is a combination. So I'll hook it through basically up on his shoulders mm-hmm. and then let it dangle through. That way it's attached in there and just not full swinging, but it does swing around on it. And that back hook is pretty much just in case things go sideways, um, you can get another hook in him. And that's why I don't run a circle hook on the back. I run that circle hook in the front. Um, the, the same, the same circle? Guys, the same circle that we're – that we're using? Yeah. Same, okay. The same circle, but I jump up to a five-off. Five-off. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, jump up, up size on it. And if I got some bigger baits, I also carry some eight-offs if I get a bullhead or something like that to hook the same way because I want that big. That bullhead's got a bigger head, so you need a bigger hook up on the front on it. Um, the key with that circle hook is you got to 
forget every single thing you've ever learned about fishing, <laughs> and that's called not set the hook. It's, yep. It you is let, the hardest you. thing for people to do when, you know, I, I saw it on our boat. We had, you know, we had Rip Pitson. I, I would say Rip we, Pitson. I, I would say Pitson. we had a couple professionals <laughs> and then Pitson. Um, but Pitson actually he he actually caught more fish he than did. anybody. I think he did. Um, he caught the most and the biggest. Was... So so to keep guys from doing that, you you told me, hey man, just run your rods in the rod holders so they, you know, and then once that rod tip is in the water, just start you, reeling. I do. Yeah, so what I do is I tell the guys, all right, here's the deal. They're going to come up, and especially on a flounder, they have to swallow it head first. So that face is, that link is going to come up, and he's going to grab it. You're going to see that rod twitch, and then he's going to drop it. You're going to see it twitch a little bit more. And then pretty soon, I run eight-and-a-half-foot all-glass uh, downrigger rods. I run, so you want a long, soft rod for this. And don't touch that rod until that rod tip's about a foot under the water. And then do start reeling with it in the rod holder and then take it out of the rod holder and finish the project on it is how I do it. Um, but it's a tough one for guys when they see that rod buried <laughs> not to fire back on it. Sure. Well, that's kind of one of the funnest parts of fishing is oh, for sure. the hook set, right? Yeah. Uh, what, right. I, what I just did out there in the push, uh, I saw some of the most epic hook sets I've ever seen, you know, just let them eat, eat, eat. And, you know, you are on your tippy toes by the time you're done swinging on that thing. It's so much fun, but this is a different fishery. You got to let those things get it in their face before you start to reel, or you're just going to pull it out of there, you know? Um, so how's the, how's the fishing been so far for you? It's been really, really good. I mean, we had, uh, what, Thursday we fished. It was a little snotty on us. Um, we got some fish, had some opportunities that got missed. And then the day before that, it was wide open limits. Um, the opener the opener was a high volume of everybody's best friends stacked on top of each other. So it fished really good with the 100-plus boats that was on possession. And I think it's only going to get better because you put that much sonars out there on that opener and it's going to calm down and it needs to re reset for a little bit of time and go from there. But there is more link out on that bar than I have seen probably in six years. Yeah. We apologize for the black paint we left on the side of your boat. Nikki. <laughs> right. It was, everybody was, that everybody, was, everybody, there was, everybody was, knew exactly what everybody was fishing. Follow the, the all-star charters the guys. Get over there. Mm-hmm. Follow Nikki. Follow Nikki. Who's there? Uh-huh. No, right. We're talking yeah. with Nick Kester so, yeah. this morning, seattlefishing.com. And, Nikki, correct me if I'm wrong, but last year there was a slower start to this fishery, a bunch of sublegals, and then it kind of turned on and there were a higher percentage of larger fish. Am I am I on the right track you here? Are 100% right. The, um, the One of the best-kept secrets about this thing, and I'm going to explain, throw it out there now is that last week or that or in june this fishery actually fishes better than it does in the beginning um there's a fresh load of fish that come in and there's nobody out there and this year with a with a june opener in area 10 for resident coho you're gonna have the whole possession bar to yourself that last two weeks well these guys and and so I, I sat down in a meeting late last year with uh, you know, some of the WDFW brain trust, including one of the ground fish bios uh, from Puget Sound. And uh, his 
position with regard to management of this was to keep the slot limit where it's at now, but they're seriously considering adding two weeks to this fishery and letting it run all the way through June, just just letting her buck because a couple things. Number one, from a catch and release perspective, good luck eliciting a single drop of blood from one of these lingcod, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. you cut their gills and they don't bleed. They're 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 a better catch and release fish and a higher percentage of of you know excuse me a lower percentage of mortality um, than than salmonids. I mean, you can't you can't really yeah they're tough man. Right, you can literally you throw them in the box and you think you cut their gills and you go to flam and this thing's still angry trying to snap at you. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and the fun the fun part about that is you can start them big females that just spawn. It seems like they move back up on that bar, and you can start pulling some oversizes. I mean, my biggest lingcod I've ever caught came off of possession at 52 inches. Well, yeah, absolute a- monster. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, we you and I took my, my cousin from Canada one time out on, and, and on the west side of the bar. We ended up with a freaking dinosaur, you know. I, I mean, think that thing was like forty-seven. Or yeah, something it was. Like yeah, that. it wasn't. It wasn't quite fifty inches, but it, it was well over forty-five. And listen, you know? there's yeah. nothing funner than pulling one of those big monsters on board and having it puke up something that's <laughs> four and a half pounds. Salmon, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah salmon. that's it too. That is absolutely it. So, are you Nikki Kester? Go, uh, go check out SeattleFishing.com and uh, and uh, are you and booked up? You got, you got and AllStarFishing.com. I apologize. Okay, two websites. No problem. Man. And and so, uh, do you have some openings? What's what's the deal? And how they book? Oh, well, how do they book are, a trip? We are actually next week. I'm wide open. Oh, nice. And it's crazy because next week our money tides. Ooh. I mean these big tides. These big tides are fun. You cover some ground in that. But we've got some six-foot tides. We've got some four-foot tides coming in. And you need to be covering ground at at least one three to one mile an hour. And next week's the money tides, and I don't know where everybody's at. They should be booking. Mother's Day is a great tide. The day before Mother's Day is a great tide. Um, and all next week, it's going to roll really good. There's nothing you just... your mother loves more than a fresh lingcod, guys. Go go jump on board with Captain hey, Nick. My, my mother got a fresh lingcod for yesterday morning. bring her the best morning. gift you could possibly right. give her. All right, Nikki. Thanks, buddy. We will talk no to you problem. soon and, and, and keep in touch. Go uh, go torture yep, some links. I'll, yep, I'll see you guys out here soon. All, all right, right, buddy. Later, Thanks, brother. Nikki. Bye. All right. Starts with a B. It ends with a B. It's Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Northwest Outdoor Report, right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. Puget Sound Ling opener. It opened up on May Day, and Puget Sound on the San Juans was pretty solid all the way around. Season's going to run through June 15th. Lings need to be in a slot between 26 and 36 inches to keep. Live bait techniques for catching lings is absolutely the gold standard, but lead heads with that flounder-shaped uh, soft bait and lancer jigs are going to get bit as, bit as well. Best advice for ling cod season is do not be afraid of the currents, but use them to your advantage to set up up current on productive structure. In the San Juans, we look for rock piles, but in, ling, in, in Puget Sound, we look for depressions known as ling houses, and they're always going to be somebody home. Keep your gear in a strike zone. You bring home a ling dinner. If you missed Nick's run, Nick Kester's rundown of this productive local fishery in the previous segment, hit the podcast at theoutdoorline.com.
WDFW offers random draw opportunities to participate in special permit hunts across the state to enhance your hunting seasons. Applications are for sale and submissions are open until May 24th. Special hunt permit applications are available annually for deer, elk, mountain goat, bighorn sheep, moose, and wild turkey, offering fantastic quality hunting opportunities across the state. There are nearly 900 special hunts to choose from, including options specifically for youth, hunters with disabilities, hunters 65 and older. Some hunts are exclusive opportunities to hunt outside of general seasons where you'll enjoy less competition, which increases your odds for a successful harvest. Even if you're not drawn, you'll accumulate preference points over time to increase your chances of being drawn. Hit the special hunt permit page at mywdfw.com. I'm I'm in. Are you in? You already submit yours? I'm in. I'm in, aren't I? And of course, Boat and Yacht Show drops anchor May 18th. Fine folks to bring us the Seattle Boat Show are proud to once again present the Springtime Classic Anacortes Boat and Yacht Show featuring Trawler Fest. The Anacortes Show conveniently offers both in-water and on-land displays. Talking hundreds of boats here at Cap Santa Marina neighborhood boatyards, including nearby walkable locations of Seafarers Marine Park and SVC Marine Technology Center. The show will also feature shoreside displays including trailerable boats, marine accessories, electronics, destinations, and select professional marine service providers. More information and online tickets at Anacortes Ocean halibut became fair game in all four ocean ports on May 4th. Surprisingly, the opener was uncommonly flat and very productive for both halibut and lingcod, ranging up to the 40-pound mark. This year's recreational season is based on a statewide quota of over 280,000 pounds of amazing, healthy white meat. Through May 23rd, halibut is open three days a week. Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday with an, with extra days of Memorial Day weekend in all marine areas open to halibut fishing. There is a one fish daily limit with the no minimum size restriction. Anglers may possess a maximum of two fish in any form while in the field and must record their catch on the WDFW catch record card. Southeast Alaska Chinook troll fishery ruling keeps hatchery production in place. The federal judge in Washington has blocked a wild fish conservancy lawsuit to stop northwest hatchery Chinook production increases that tend to feed southern resident killer whales. However, the ruling apparently closes the lucrative Southeast Alaska summer commercial troll fishery in action and has now made the Duval Washington anti-hatchery group public enemy number one in Southeast Alaska communities. In a separate federal case, the Wild Fish Conservancy is also trying to derail WDFW efforts here in Washington to boost orca forage by some 20 million plus Chinook smolt, which is expected to have benefits for tribal and sport fishermen alike. Salmon State Executive Director Tim Briscoe said in a press release, and I quote, this is an abuse of the Endangered Species Act by an out-of-touch ideological serial litigants. Bristol was referring to the Wild Fish Conservancy's contemptible business model of applying for government grants only to turn around and file lawsuits to fund further legal actions. Join us for the lucky May 13 at Three Rivers Marine event. Three Rivers Marine is bound and determined to make this your luckiest fishing season yet with the Saturday, May 13th Yamaha sales event. The Outdoor Line will be broadcasting live from Three Rivers Marine and then will be joined by reps from Ray Marine, Yamaha, Duckworth, and more to get your boat dialed in. How dialed? Bring your boat to Three Rivers Marine and let us go through your rig for electronic software updates and more. Absolutely free. Take 15% off all fishing apparel, rods, reels, tackle, and shellfish gear as well. It's the May 13th Yamaha sales event. Come on in and get dialed in the number 3riversmarine.com.
The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Now through the end of May, save 10% on all heat pumps and air conditioners at bobsheating.com. Quick reminder, Everett Salmon and Steelhead Club swap meet tomorrow, May 7th at Bayside Marine. More information, log on to everettsteelheadandsalmonclub.com. Uh, that's a real cool event, and uh, you are going to get some you deals never on know. stuff. Somebody's I, junk may be your... Your favorite thing you pick up this year? I personally laid upon them a cardboard box of crap. Uh-huh. I mean, excuse me, quality, absolute quality gear. Oh, I know, quality dude. Gear. I've seen your box of what you <laughs> say crap, and I was like, huh, you're giving that away? Hey, hmm. you know, sometimes you, you got to let it roll. You got to let it roll. Kevin John, Holiday Sports. I walk in there. He's wearing his crispy boots. He says, listen, when you put crispy cream on yours, yours are going to look just like this. And I go, well, I'm not going to ruin them by mowing the lawn with them. He tipped them up. He his, they were just encrusted with lawn clippings. Green. He says, yeah, you're not going not to hurt these boots one bit. Uh, go, they're the most comfortable set of boots that I've ever put on, dude. Easy on, easy off. I've been wearing them for, what, five, six years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're killer. Yeah. yeah go I check them out. I got three pairs. All right. Kevin Johns only got San Juan Halibut, San Juan Lings, Skagit Kings, Lowland Lake Trout, and Kokanee action to talk about, and we may talk a little hunting boot. Talk All right. Kevin John, Holiday Sports, joining us next year in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the Renaissance Marine Group.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. So I walk into Holiday Sports, you know, on like Wednesday or whatever the heck it was, right? And a cardboard box full of reels. <laughs> Kevin? Yeah. Kevin! He's and like, Kevin, yeah, all right. So Kevin said a bad word to me. <laughs> But but then I walked out with an even bigger box, uh, crispy boots. He, he got are, you. He, he made got you me. Pay. He got me. He got me. So you know, and, and and I. But he did send me out the door with two deals of Krispy Kreme, mm-hmm. and he says, "Don't let Joey talk you into rubbing rendered bear grease on these boots." Okay, so Kevin, what what give us give us the bear grease Krispy Kreme deal if you're taking care of your hunting boots? What is it, man? Well, you know, the big thing that guys make a mistake with on those is any boot that's like a full leather boot that has a laminated rand on it. When you start using, uh, you know, like real heavy oils like mink oils and creams or like beer greases and stuff, that, that stuff's so heavy when it works its way all the way into the leather, it can actually cause those rands to delaminate. Um, and then once that stuff is in there, uh, you're going to have a heck of a time trying to, to glue them back in place. Uh, it's also something that isn't going to be uh, very well received for a warranty repair on something like that. So I would always stick with, like, on your Kenetrex and Krispies, uh, stick with their factory greases on them because they're a much lighter grade beeswax, so you're not going to see I that used, stuff go through and you I, don't worry about stuff. I used, to hold, I used to hold Joey in such high regard, but listen, now that, listen, I, now that bro, his, now that his like rand is delaminating. Rules. I don't like paying attention <laughs> to rules, Kevin. Joey just likes smelling like crap all he the time. He likes smelling like a bear. He wants to smell like I, a bear. I feel like He's when gonna... I'm out there bear hunting, when I'm traipsing through the woods, I'm leaving a trail of bear fat, and I, the, maybe the bears will just come to me. <laughs> uh, all right. You you only, you only have a little bit of stuff to talk about here, dude. San Juan Lings, Skagit Kings, you got Straits Halibut, you got you got Trout, you got Kokanee. What's going on, Skagit, Whatcom County, Kevin John, Holiday Sports, Burlington.com. Man, we got a whole whole lot of everything at this point uh you know halibut fishing has been pretty solid you know we finally had the weather lay down a little bit here the last you know week or 10 days so there's been a few more opportunities uh most of the fish we've heard of probably have come from hind partridge and eastern but i know a bunch of guys have been running out and doing like the middle bank salmon bank thing and have been doing pretty well 
Uh, I don't know if you guys have followed the leaderboard at all for the uh, for the Howard Derby this weekend, but they had, you know, 30 fish weighed in yesterday, uh, you know, up to almost 70 pounds. Whoa! Um, and I saw a couple of bigger fish caught the day before. You know, that's what you get for pre-fishing, right? Um, but uh, it sounds like fishing was pretty solid. Weather's going to be a little bit better today, um, so I, I would expect to see some some pretty good numbers put up for that thing. So, um, been solid fishing. We've heard of a few fish up on the north end, but it's definitely been been more productive down here out of the strait. Um, there's been a few fish still caught in burrows, so if the weather's crappy or you got a smaller boat, that's that's still a viable option. Um, but the halibut fishing's actually held up really well. Joey, what's wind place and show? Look at this. We just looked at the Kelsey leaderboard. Kelsey Galt. Coming in at number one with a 65.9-pound halibut. Wow. Look at that. Let's Jeff Barcott, we... 59.5. Kent Forsman with a 57-pounder. Dane Mergens with a 41-pounder. Dude, right every on. single one of the top 10 fish are, are, are pushing 30 pounds and up. That's decent. No, it's just been solid. That's decent butt fishing, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. No kidding. And then, uh, you know, couple that with uh, a lingcod fishery that's going really, really, really strong, uh, you know, and you're in good shape. You know, great thing about lingcod is they don't get fished for 10 and a half months, right? So yeah. they're still yeah. pretty dumb for those first week or 10 days. Last year, a 43 uh, won it. Last long, year. So this yeah. is way bigger than, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 I think they've already weighed in, you know, almost twice as many fish that they weighed last year because the weather was so bad. Yeah. So, I think there was 11 uh, you know, last year. to have a solid opportunity. Well, yeah, and and so the and the quota is just shy of eighty thousand pounds, and according to WDFW, we've barely scratched that. So you know, I, I mean, and then June first, it's open every day, right? So there's no more, no more three day a week program, right? Yep. Right? Yeah, no, that'll that'll be pretty cool once we once we get through that, you know. So next, uh, you know, you got a couple three weeks to you know, really bang on Lincod real hard, and then uh, and then kind of shift back to halibut if uh, you know if that's your program. But being able to go seven days a week is a big deal, man. No question about it. I mean, just the ability to fish these things two days a week, you get a game plan, have some success, go out, you just get a better picture of the fishery. There's no question. All right, everything I heard from the Ling opener on 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 May first in the San Juans was pretty doggone solid, Kevin. Yeah, really, really, really good. Um, you know, we've got a lot of oversized fish. We've seen a lot of undersized fish. Um, but, uh, you know, I got so many freaking pictures on Monday. I, <laughs> I wasn't very happy by 10 o'clock. You know, it was <laughs> wait, a couple wait, of guys you from got the all shop pictures? first thing, still made it to work on time. Nobody gave you yeah, a fillet? So Just all pictures? No fillets, no. Dude, oh. so wrong. Insult to injury. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was really solid fish, and we got a lot of guys doing the live bait program. Um, you know, of course, we don't have as many flounder up here, uh, which makes it a little bit tougher if you're trying to go that route. But there's been a few herring down around Cornette. Um, they haven't been super, super consistent. Um, that would be my preferred way to do it personally. I mean, cool thing with a herring is it doesn't matter what eats them; you always get the hook in them. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you're running a you know a greenling or something like that, it's a little harder to keep those hooked up or to uh, you know get hooks into your ling. Um, you know, as far as artificials go, you know, we go through a ton of lancer jigs. Those things have been great, but we've really seen a big resurgence of, uh, of swim baits this year. Interesting. Um, so, you know, a lot of guys running, you know, the small, you know, six inch stuff, it's a couple ounces. Um, but you know, those big seven and nine inch that you can put your own lead head on them, you know, six, eight, ten ounces. Um, those are cool. Cause you can kind of surf them on the bottom, but and if you start really, you know, jigging the crap out of those things, they, they dance and they look wounded and man, they sure work good. Um, you know, a trailer hook is definitely a, a solid, uh, solid idea. Um, tends to save your tails on that stuff, um, you know, rather than being getting chewed up quite so quick. Um, but the ling fishing's been great. 
Um, you know, a lot of guys fishing straight up bait as well. Um, you know, something I always look at with the tide sets that we've got is, you know, those, those wing cutter, an ambush predator. And so when we get these big strong tides, they're pretty much only feeding at the slacks, right? And then as we start moving into these slower tides, they can kind of get out and do whatever. And so it always feels like fishing slower, you know, by that second or third day of those slower fisheries of the slower water slower movement tides. anyway. Yeah, slower currents. Um, because they've been able to stuff their face. Right. Um, and so that's kind of when I look at going the other direction and I start thinking a little bit smaller. So I'll start running, you know, like blue and green label herring instead of the big blacks that I would normally be doing because they can always stuff one more little herring. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's and, like your, it's like your third trip through the all you can eat buffet table, right? Yeah, there, you can always yeah. fit. Okay. Just this one last little piece. Of it's thing. funny too. Cause then you'll see it. You like, you'll catch them and you look in there and it'll be like, Oh, there's a little herring poking out that just couldn't, couldn't quite <laughs> fit couldn't in his belly. Slam that thing down he's swallowing it over and over again <laughs> also on may day kevin john holiday sports burlington.com we had a little chinook opportunity open up in this gadget yeah uh which is nice uh, looks like next year uh we probably can get the thing open even a week earlier which would be cool um because you know about 10 days before it opened up some guys were already running into a few of those up on the steelhead fishery nice. um so you know those, those fish have been in the system for a bit yet um pretty solid you know there's no gear regulations other than a night closure and for the first time ever we can run two rods if you opt to buy the two pole endorsement which is a huge help trying to figure out where these fish are going to be and you know what bait they want to do if you're plunking off the beach you know you can run eggs on one shrimp on one or, or cast a spinner um the uh you know of course we're trying to get to the opener and then the river starts coming yeah. up yeah um you know stayed in shape for our whole steelhead fishery until the last day um, but, uh, you know, it came up a bit, you know, Monday, you know, basically just looked like it was spring, you know, kind of came up and then went down and came back up a little bit. Um, Tuesday came up a little bit more, uh, and there were guys that had fish on Monday and Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, she was, you know, puking logs and stuff down river, but that's cleaned up pretty good now. Um, you know, and these, these cooler nights will help us out, drop things back in shape. Um, but there's been a pretty good number of fish in there. Um, you know, the big the big mistake that guys make with this is that, you know, they, they think that they're fishing Chinook and they're not, they're fishing steelhead at this point. Um, you know, these spring fish are, are all in the travel lanes. They're mm-hmm. not going to hold up in the deeper water like you would see for summer and fall fish. Um, you know, so if you're, you know, outside of that, you know, three to eight foot of water, you're, you're probably not really where you should be. Um, and that's where those extra rods and stuff come in. Um, you know, being able to, you know, take a buddy and put four rods out and fish, you know, three, four, five, six foot of water with, you know, all different gear. Um, you know, you can dial in where you really need to be on those things, and that's a huge help. Um, but there's, there's been some pretty good fish in there. Um, you know, I've, I've seen, I saw a picture of one that was close to 17 pounds, so um, we've already got some some really solid opportunity there. Well, you just you need to be aware of where you're at in the system. You're not in tide water. And so you can't time the pulses on the low, low tides. You're not up in, you know, the Cascade or, or, or Marble Mountain Rockport. So you're not terminal. They're not, they're not slowing down. They're absolutely in the travel lanes. All right. Uh, real, real quick, give us your uh, opening day lowland lakes and, and, and kokanee synopsis. Uh, you know, general lowland lakes was, was 
great. Um, you know, the pressure was certainly down a little bit. Um, I know it sounds like McMurray was a little bit slower than it typically is. Like the fish hadn't like totally acclimated, but at this point, you know, we're, we're popping on all cylinders. It's been, been pretty solid. The kokanee thing's been a little bit tough. Uh, Samish has finally started picking up here a bit this last week. Um, but surface temperatures really still aren't quite where we want to see them yet. Um, you know, we get another week of this, you know, mid sixties weather, like we had this last week and that thing should just really light up. Um, but for, you know, the general trout stuff, we see a lot of guys fishing wedding rings, um, you know, trolling around the power bait thing is still going strong. Uh, and then, you know, every year we see more and more guys, you know, drag around a small dick night or a, uh, or a woolly bugger. Um, and those are kind of really becoming the, the two big popular ones this time of year. You'll find them behind the reel counter, but don't bother him today. He's only halfway through the box of reels I dropped off on the mid midweek, but he does. I finished those last night. Oh, you did. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, then, then it's time for another coat of Krispy Kreme on your boots and we won't use And just bear- remember, Krispies are expensive, but <laughs> buy once, cry once. I, I wore one pair of those boots for three Three full hunting seasons, and they still are waterproof. I just wore the bottoms off of them. <laughs> and that's no joke, dude. No joke. Kevin John, HolidaySportsBurlington.com. Thanks for your time, and I'll come up and uh, I'll come up and relieve you of those reels when you when you're done with them, buddy. And you are done with them, but there there may be a couple others that uh, just needed to get uncrusted. So uh, <laughs> you, you 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 let me, you let me know, buddy. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. All right, coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week and the techniques you need to succeed. We're Robinson RVs, really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. No way. You gotta be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back from the island of Tinian Delady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. You, you gotta tell me. I, I, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Ocean Germany, Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete selection of Winnebago Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, trailers, pop-ups, campers, and so much more. Sell or consign your RV at Roy Robinson RV. RoyRobinsonRV.com. Joey, what are we doing? We're we're going fishing for halibut and lingcod right now. That is what is on the table. Groceries. Uh, La Push. If you can get yourself to La Push, it's a such an amazing fishery. Tons of fish. Super cool spot. Um, obviously, Nia Bay is popping right now. Westport's cranking. Uh, and then the Puget Sound. I mean, this is when you go out and you, you fill your freezer full of the white meat that's going to get you through the year. Dude, it's yummy. It is absolutely yummy. We are coming at you live and on location next week from Three Rivers Marine in Woodenville because of the courtesy of this next man, Timmy Klontz, general manager of Three Rivers Marine, joining us this morning. Okay. Uh, he, he hung up on us. He, he's, 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 a little, uh, he's a little shy. Um, so here's the deal. Bring your boat to 24,300 24, Snohomish Woodenville Road. We want you to roll your boat in there. We want to see your electronics. We want to see your transducer. We want to see your setup and help you out. There's something on your boat that you're not completely happy with. And if you have any questions about gear rigging, you know, for the, this upcoming, you know, our halibut and our lingcod fishery we have going or, or whatever fishery, fishery is coming up, bring it down. We'll jump on the boat. We'll help you with some rigging stuff too. Whatever, whatever you guys want to do, man. There's there's years of fishing and boating knowledge, uh, all packed into Three Rivers Marine. 
and uh, we'd love to have you down. Timmy Klontz, you with us now, buddy? I am with you guys this morning. Good morning. Good well, morning, man. Tim, Tim, I've known you for a long time. We fished together here and there, and, uh, you know, this is it is a one-of-a-kind event. I, I've really never had an opportunity at a, a dealership like Three Rivers Marine open their place up for somebody to bring their boat in so we can get a look at it. And, like, you know, we're going to have our Raymarine guys there, Mike Mike Sertic, to do a uh, free software update for you guys. But just to get be able, the guys to be able to come in, no charge, let's walk through something, let's take a look at the boat. Pretty unique event you got going on here. Yeah, and I guess the one thing you just have, I just have to say is you just got to get down to the store. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to get down there. And I know we talked about some of the other promotions and stuff that are going to kick off on Thursday, but you got to get down to the store. Our tackle department style then, our service department style then, you know, we got the largest, you know, park supply, you know, anywhere in the western United States as far as Yamaha parks go. And I think it's, you know, the best people, you know, like in addition to CERTIC coming down, you know, I got both of my marine electricians are going to be there to kind of help with uh, some of the walkthroughs of people's boats and maybe give some tips. And, you know, I mean, our service manager, Kurt, he's going to be there. He's been with us for 20 years. He's going to help us, our parks guys, you know, to get everybody going through their boats. And, you know, and of course, you know, what we've also done, and I don't know if you guys have illustrated this yet, but um, we are going to be taking all of our in-stock Yamaha outboard inventory and uh, discounting it by 20%. Oh, it's cool. So if, it, if, it, if it's in stock, it's 20% off. Well, so we are planning on selling some stuff. And this is going to start on Thursday, so a couple days before. You can hit us on the phone. You can hit us on you know Facebook, Instagram, text message, whatever you got. But uh, we're going to make this into a big event. We're going to sell some equipment. And then as far as the fishing stuff goes, we all need to buy fishing gear. We buy tons of it. We have brands that we can't advertise the price for. We can't advertise the sale, but they are going to be on sale. Anything fish-related in the store, tackle, waders, clothing, shellfishing is going to be an additional 15% off. So that starts on Thursday. Who doesn't want to save 15%? And that's the thing, man. Look, as fishermen, you never have enough stuff. <laughs> you never do. I mean, I, I was out with you know some buddies of mine out on the push. And those guys have so much gear, and they're like, "Yeah, geez, I did, I went in and bought another, you know, hundred eighty dollars worth of swim tails, you know." So yeah, you never have enough stuff. And look, these are the places. This is the time when you can go and you can save an extra fifteen percent on all that stuff. But you know, Timmy, the ability for just folks to roll their boat, bring your boat to Three Rivers on Saturday. Okay, I'm going to jump in them. Joey's going to jump in them. You got the professionals at Three Rivers. There's something about your boat that's an issue. Something about your boat that you're not completely happy with. And this is the opportunity to get another set of eyes on it and do so absolutely free. So I hope you guys take advantage of this. Like I said, we're doing the show live from Three Years Marine. We're going to be hanging out for a bit on Saturday, and I hope you can come and join us. And, I mean, you know, 20% off on Yamaha, basically 15% off anything else in the store. You can't beat that. But I guess one of the aspects of using your boat, Tim, that that, that completely escapes com- grasp is – the mystery of marine electronics from from powering it. There's there's such a it's 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 it the every marine electronics installation is different because the, all the boats are different, all the transducers are different, and electrical systems are different. And just to get a different set of eyes on things, we'll probably be able to solve some problems for some guys. Absolutely, and you know all the electronics manufacturers make great stuff, and all the stuff works out of the box. Your equipment is only as good as the guy that installed it. Yep. So Great anybody point. can help up, hook up. Anybody can hook up 12 volts and make it turn on and work. But it's 
keeping up on the maintenance and having the wiring clean so a year down the road those wires don't turn green and you start losing voltage and stuff starts shutting off so i mean it's a big deal to make sure everything's installed safely to make last a long time but the other aspect of that with sonar is your transducer where is it installed is the trailing edge Absolutely. down on that thing is it right behind a trailer tire and has it taken rocks and stuff that your trailer tires kicking off i mean i want to see that if you if you come in and you have a sonar problem i want to see the face of that transducer and if it looks like it's been picked if it's looked like it's taking a shot a buckshot you know what transduce transom transducers are wear items yes and that's the single most important aspect to you getting great performance from your sonar well and how many guys don't fully understand Bingo. how to use Bingo. their, their yes. electronics and and coming down and having professionals run you through all the menu the all the you know everything that that unit can do guys aren't using their units to the the fullest right i i know guys who still you know they've had it on their boat for three years and they don't know how to even use it. The they don't know how to delete tracks. They don't know how to put waypoints. They don't know down. how to put tracks on. They and, don't, yeah, yeah. I mean, and so let us jump on board your boat. There's you can turn your your unit on in your driveway, and, and you probably heard us talk about driveway drills before. Well, that's what we're going to do here at Three Years Marine next Saturday. We're going to get on board your boat and turn your unit on and show you a few things. Hopefully, answer some questions and solve some problems. And to, you know. Joey and I are just bent that way, Tim. It's fun. I mean, you wouldn't be in this business if you didn't love boats and didn't love helping people out with their issues. Absolutely. And that's what me and my team do every single day. There we go. And we know we all have issues. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) He's Timmy Klontz. Hope to see you next week, Tim. Thanks for taking the time this morning for us. I really appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Hi, buddy. Later, Tim, buddy. Tim Klontz, the number three, Um, So, yeah, come join us. We're, we're going to be doing the show from there, and then uh, we're going to hang out and, and uh, get some hands-on. Bring your boat, Three Years Marine, next Saturday. We're going to be down there and doing some stuff. Meanwhile, we got some quota to work on on the uh, on the halibut front in the Straits. Yeah, I, w- I want to shout out to uh, Brock Kelly from Fisherman's Gold. I ran into him out at CQ, and he loaded me up with a whole bunch of very fun, soft, plasticky stuff that I'm going to fish up in Sitka. Um, and I'll, there's so much cool stuff out there. Gibbs Delta has a lot of really cool stuff. You want to, if you're fishing offshore like Nia Bay, La Push, Westport, uh, pipe jigs. Make sure you got pipe jigs. And then those big scampies. They're like yeah. ten, maybe even twelve inches long. Big scampies. Those the double tail scampy. Uh, those things are deadly. Um, the Berkeley. The big Berkeley grubs. I love the, those, those things, dude. Those are those power bait grubs oh, are money. money. They are, and uh, and I'll give guys a tip. So we had six rods fishing out there in the push. Everybody run in different colors. Purple, really? Purple, 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 purple. That, no kidding. That thing. And it now listen. It could have been Lyle Jennings, uh, <laughs> WDFW bio, because uh, he he is a stick. Was he sneaky, but. Yeah. but that purple one just got bit over and over and over. And where, like, the glows and the greens and the chartreuses, they got bit. But it's weird. It's like, why – in when you're talking about 650 feet of water, why does that purple one get bit so much? I have no idea. It's weird. Okay. Well – with a purple like that, there would be more. There would be a lot of UV in it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's got UV flake. And, but and but you guys were sending those down baited up, too. Baited up. Tuna, tuna bellies, salmon, salmon bellies. Belly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and were you rubber band or zip ties or stuff? To rub? No, just no, staying just, them on there. Well, just cutting like a big triangle, gotcha. you know, yeah. some, with, where you got a big chunk I'm of that still, skin. I'm still sending that down with rubber bands, dude. It's just, but yeah. especially at 700 feet, I mean, you have to armor that bait some way. So, all right, dude, you missed any of the show. I hope, first off, coming to you live in the location. Careers Marine next Saturday. Come bring your boat. Let us get eyes on it. If you missed any of the show? Jump on mynorthwest.com. Download the Apple Podcast app. Hit the outdoorline.com. Matt will have those podcasts up. Give Joey a follow on Instagram at Joey Pyburn, at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For Matt Nelson running the board, Joey Pyburn. I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, and the Seattle Sports app.